You're listening to the World Famous Wireless Radio with cast number 668, recorded May 19th, 2020. Brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio, and Corona Edition Part 2, Coronavirus Edition Part 2. Joining me tonight, our good pal Chad Miller from DetroitTune, DetroitTune.com, the uh, lead mechanic. Chad, hi. Hi, Don. And it's it's not too often that me and Don get to uh, just experience each other this alone. Like, I think this it, is like the it, second it, or it third room. time ever. Yeah, it's, it's very rare that it, it's just the two of us, and normally is. we got the... Uh, the sexiness of the Todd, yeah. you know, in the background as well. But, uh, you know, tonight yeah. it's just a duo. Exactly. Todd, Todd's currently busy wrapping a Lincoln, an old, really cool Lincoln town car, all chrome convertible. It's going to be pretty dope when it's done. That's a motoring stripes.com thing. Uh, Gabe is minute by minute. It's a dog issue or a kid issue. We're not sure. Or, you know, he's just too busy Porsche. building his Porsche. Um, he but could be he sick could, again. You never know. know. You know. never know. Maybe he got coronavirus again. You again, right? again. That'd be Gabe's luck. <laughs> I don't think so. I, uh, I know that uh, you know. There's a lot of people that are like, eh, it's it's real. It's not real. It's whatever. But the uh, the people that have had it have said it's not very nice. And uh, you know, yeah. I don't wish this on anybody. So yeah. hopefully, everyone's out there staying safe. I was watching something on TV. Somebody who at least got tested for it. And I don't even want to be tested. Looks like they stick a, a metal stick into your brain. I don't want that. That doesn't look. Eh, it's that just doesn't a gigantic look, Q-tip down your throat. That doesn't look fun. Yeah, but they go down your throat through your nose. It's like no, yeah, no, thank you. It's okay. Yeah, we're not gonna, but we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about how to get tested for coronavirus. Uh, You know what we're gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about Mini Cooper stuff. We honestly, we're gonna talk about car stuff tonight. We really are. I swear to God, we are. If you want to listen to Chad and I not talk about car stuff, go check out this week's episode of Black Roof Radio. It's up. It's over there now. You can go get that. Patreon.com forward slash Black Roof Radio. And that is Chad and I not talking about car stuff. There this may one, have been a bomb in there somewhere. I don't know. I, I, think, I, I don't I think, even remember saying I think Chad it, but dropped Don an said F-bomb. I did. So. so anyway, good times over there. This one, we're actually going to talk about car stuff. So Chad's going to give us some tips because I was talking before the show how, and you guys have probably seen this on Twitter, and you guys are probably experiencing it yourself, how I haven't had to put gas in my car since like the middle of March. And here we are in the middle get- of May. And gas is so cheap right now. Well, I mean, gas is cheap because uh, I'm not the only one not putting gas in my car. So Chad, premium here, I think in Michigan was like two twenty five. Uh, regular's yeah, two eleven, so. so premium's got to be like two fifty for us. So Chad's going to go through a couple things uh, about long term storage of a car. We're going to talk about gasoline. We'll talk about batteries. Uh, we'll talk about your tires. We're going to talk about all that stuff. And then Chad and I also we want to take a minute because recently we're going to do this first. Uh, we want to talk about why the R fifty is the best mini ever. Uh, right. Um, you guys can add us all you want, but Chad and I are right. We're going to get into that here, and and we're going to talk about car stuff. I swear to God, we are. Uh, we're going to talk. I about I can that. say this in Go. one sentence: why the R50 was best. Okay, so you can drive a slow car fast, but you can't drive a fast car slow. You can't drive a fast car slow. Boom. Right. That's it's it. Just- the way it is. We're going to get into that here in just a minute before we do. Let's remind you guys about the fine sponsors here underneath the White Roof. Our boys over at Out Motoring. They're still rocking. They're still rolling. They're still, you're probably buying all the things from them already anyway, but keep doing it. Um, 
you still got to have your car clean. You get the extra time from your commute. I know you guys don't have extra time because everybody's working. Hopefully you're working. And if you are, great. Um, but you don't have really extra time, but you've got that commute time you're saving. So take advantage. Go to outmotoring.com. Get all the car cleaning supplies that you need for your car. Get the tune-up kit. Get the oil change kit. All the DIY stuff that you need. Your parts desk in the cloud. That's our boys over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Go over there and just get it taken care of. Uh, points. When you order stuff off of outmotoring.com, which is really cool. Uh, Aaron's always going to make sure that you get the right parts for your Mini. Right. If you belong to a mini club, um, if you're planning maybe for 2021, you're planning some kind of a mini event like the dragon or something, and you're looking for a little bit of support, just shoot Aaron a message. He's going to always, he always helps out if you're doing something club related. Um, it might just be something out of swag closet. It could be a gift certificate. You never know. Just all you have to do is ask. He almost always says yes. Free shipping. Uh, if you spend enough money, 100% happiness guarantee plus a hitch for your mini. So cool. All that available from our friends over at outmotoring.com, not to mention a fine supply of Aston Martin parts, and which I still just don't understand. And I know it's because Aaron bought an Aston Martin, but still, if you need Aston Martin parts, Outmotoring's got you covered. So go over there, check all of that out. Also, while you're there, I know you guys do this already, but just in case, sign up for the email newsletter. You barely get an email from Aaron. I swear to God, it's not like he hammers you like Amazon or Kohl's or anybody. It's like once a month. And then when you get it, it usually has like a discount coupon in it, like a code that you can use to save on your next order. So it's, it pays to sign up for the newsletter. It's super simple. It's a big box right there on the homepage. Just sign up. Done and done. And then follow him on the socials because Aaron's got the best Mini Cooper post too. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. Don't forget, outmotoring.com. Uh, that's a uh, – just do it. Outmotoring.com. Side show. Yeah, outmotoring.com. Mini Performance – Speed and side mirror cap Gen 1. Uh huh. Gen 1 Union Jack left. Motoring.com. Because Gen 1 cars rule. So the R50, Don. I know the R50. Chad, I know you have uh, you have an affinity for the Gen 1 cars. I know you do. Oh yeah, I mean, we've, I've got a, I've got a couple. I mean, I, I don't hate the Gen 2 cars. They, they require a little bit of extra, yeah. you know, love. Sure. But, um, yes, the Gen One cars have been really good. I've I've had Coopers, I've had S's, I've got uh, currently in my stable a two fifty threes and a fifty five Clubman. Ooh, okay, um, that I actually own. Okay, um, the fifty five is going to be four hundred horsepower by the time we get all said and done. Dude, with, uh, it's it's build, so that's on the way. But uh, like you. I, I kind of miss my R50. It hit a deer and demised, and it's still around kicking and, and doing things, but I didn't have time to fix it, so I got rid of it. But I kind of missed the R50. It was a good car. I enjoyed it. And when I said you can drive a slow car fast, but a fast car slow, you know, you could get that R50 and you could go into a corner and you could plant the gas because that's what you want. You were thinking in your head, I've got to go and you just put the floor down and the car is only going to do exactly what it wants to do yep. because that's all it's got. It's all it's got. But all of a sudden you're driving, you're driving a Lamborghini and that's a really fast car. We all know that Lamborghinis are fast cars, but you press the gas and next thing you know, you're like, Oh, it's way more than I wanted to because you went to the floor. You're and the next wall. thing you know, you're looking at the headlights of the guy behind you yes. because you spun out. 
Yeah. So it goes back to that theory of you can drive a slow car fast, but you can't drive a fast car slow. Exactly. So my, my argument with the R50, and I started thinking about this because Italian Job came up, and I know a lot of you guys watch Italian Job on the internet this week. Um, I, I know a lot of us were there at the premiere back in 2003 when I first came out, and that's when we all got our first taste of doing mini club stuff, right? And that was in our R50s and our R53s. But the R50, just if you look at the R50 – and this is going to be this week's show image because I'm just going to use a picture of Roxy because, well, duh. But the front end is just just the whole shape with the five stars. It's just something that's really just nice about it. It's just visually appealing. I like the R50 better than the R53 myself. The, the hood on the R53 always kind of threw me off just a little bit, you know. But the R50, oh, <laughs> just saying. They, they, they were both very nice. They I were mean, both, I, they I were both very nice. Both I will say good. that. But the R50 did have a aerodynamicness to it, and how the headlights kind of popped off the hood yep. was very distinct for that particular car. Yeah. Now, so I, I do like that. But the R53 had the hood scoop, kind of had that aggressiveness, that bulldog feel that they were going for with those cars. Yeah. But yeah, when you put the two next to each other, the the R50 looks a little more sleek, a little more aerodynamic, a little more like fun. Here's my little pop up headlights, kind of Porsche ish, if you will. I don't yeah, know, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and where the R50, you know, kind of, or the 53 had a little more of a flat face, but it had the 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 hood scoop that kind of said, "Hey, accentuate me, really make me feel like I'm doing something," and I, I feel that. Those owners have always done those things with those cars. And, you know, where you've seen bigger hood scoops and you've seen things, you know, accentuated on those cars where the R50s are a little more like, hey, my hood's really nice and polished. Um, we're going to make it look really good. Uh, I'm not necessarily going for full out horsepower. So, right. And, and then also, too, if you go back to that first generation of many, um, once you get past the first year, first first and second year build issues that came up, like the locks that fell apart and didn't work, and the leather, the bad leather on the steering wheels and the seats, uh, or the door latches, or the the minor the minor production things. Once they got those sorted out, this car was actually a premium car. I would say that yeah, the first th- generation car was way more premium than the second generation car. I would say so too. I mean, they they had a lot of that early stuff figured out really, really early. I mean, theoretically, the car came out in two thousand one in Europe, but right. they kind of launched a lot of things. And even by two thousand two, it was here in the U.S. But literally by two thousand, very early two thousand three, they had reevaluated a lot of problems and fixed those things. So. If you really, really, really think about it, there was the facelift in 2005. So there could have really been a, like a pre-pre-facelift in 2003 where they had fixed a lot of little problems, things that they knew that were going to be like, hey, we got to fix this. This door handle keeps rubbing off or this little problem here or that little problem there. So literally, like to me, in my mind, the cars kind of started in that early 2003 time set because a lot of those early 2000 cars did have some very interesting issues. Not that they were a bad car, but they kind of fixed a lot of those things really right away. So, yeah, I agree 100%. That was 
kind of my my feeling and i was kind of i was glad i bought my car when i did it really had gotten to that next point and you know yeah i i was i'm still happy with my car today here it is 20 years later yeah (laughs) ish almost 20 years later i'm still in love with my car to this day i would still be driving roxy if she didn't end up in a junkyard somewhere Right, just the way that car feels. Yeah. Uh, the Roadster's nice. Now I like my Roadster, um, but the Roadster lacks that. And every Mini that I've driven, after I've driven the R50, they all seem to lack that tossability that the R50 and the R53 had. Where with the R50 and the R53, you could just go and you just pitch it into a corner and hit the gas, like you said, and then boom, off you go. Right, you needed yeah. to do anything. There is you, that. Had, you needed you needed third gear at seventy five miles an hour. Okay, no problem, do it. Right, and you were gone. Right, yep. And that's just one of those things. It doesn't feel like the 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 newer cars do as well. And that when you do do it, it feels so. It feels more pre- pedestrian. Just as like, yeah, whatever. That's boring. That's fine. You can do that. I don't care. Whereas the and, our, the and first gen cars would be like, yeah, let's go. Come on, woohoo. Right. And that's part of what I've kind of said throughout my lifetime and and with the company and, you know, through White Roof Radio is there is a certain amount of, you know, the Gen 1 cars were A and the Gen 2 cars are kind of B and the Gen 3 cars are like, well, okay, there we're really into C now (laughs) as far as the owner experience, the drivability. Yeah, they're still a mini owner and they're still experiencing their stuff. But if you drive an R50 or 53 and then you drive a 56 and then you yeah. drive an F car, they really have a whole different feel. Yeah. And what is, you know, not to say that one is different than the other or better than the other, but an F car feels much more refined, yes. much more classed, much more um uh, you know, more yeah, comfortable. Yeah, more comfortable. It's not as rough, it's not as not as aggressive. Right, Almost. but it's not a driver's car. Yes. And when you think of particular driver's cars, to me, I think of Miatas, um, Lotuses, um, things along that lines. The Minis, the Gen 1 Minis, the R50 and 53s, fall into that category. It's a driver's car. It oh. was built to make the the feel that you wanted to drive this car. Yeah. And then you lost a little bit in the 56. And you lost it even more in the F cars. Yeah. But it's not bad. It's just different. That's true. And that's what is different between the cars. Yeah. Something I think a lot of people forget is the first generation cars. Both of them were were ranked very high. And Motor Trend always has their best handling cars, their skid pad tests. Right? Or at least yep. they used to. I don't know if they still do or not. Um, but for 2000 and, uh, 2000 and I think it was 2004, 2005 – both the Mini Cooper and the Mini Cooper S were in the top 10. The Mini Cooper S was near the top, like top of the pack. And the Mini Cooper was like at number eight for the fastest well, skid bed times for Motor Trend. It was I was just remembering the whole uh, Mini versus Porsche oh, uh, deal yeah. that, that we did. So um, obviously that was a huge marketing ploy for Mini, but... It is true that the Mini did outhandle Porsches at that time, and I'm trying to remember exactly when. I'm, I'm doing a quick Google search here for uh, Mini versus Porsche, and I want to say it was a 53, if I remember correctly. 
Uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was in 2010, so it would have been a 53. No, it was a 50. Yeah, so, wait. This was in 2010. No, yeah, it would have been a 50. It would have been a 50. No, it would have been a 56. Yeah, it would have been a 56 at that time. So, yeah. uh, you know, there are those things. It's like, you know, there are there is a reason that the Mini does outhandle a lot of things. And, and, and you can pick whatever you know, car, supercar you you want. I mean, the Mini did outhandle a lot of Porsches, a lot of Corvettes, a lot of things that were on the track at the time. And there's people still tracking a lot of cars that will outhandle a lot of other things on the track because it's a handling car. Yep. So. Yep. And it was always fun. I used to just love that car and the way it looks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and the smell. And the, the way everything just worked, right? Nothing fell off. That was a good car. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that's actually the you know that's why they use that car in the Italian job, right? Because it, it looked cool and it was actually tough enough to do all those things. Those cars, I mean, they went through a lot of cars, of course, but that car was tough enough to go. <laughs> I used to take my mini everywhere, man. It was rad. I would do that oh, now. Yeah, I, I would do that with any mini, but. It just seemed like the R50 just had that little bit of extra something. I would drive it through uh, water that was halfway up the driver's side door, you know, and no problem. It never leaked. Water didn't come in the car or anything. It just kept on going. You know, it was great in the weather. It's a one of the best snow cars you've ever driven in your entire life. It was a first-gen Mini. Oh, yeah. Right? And they've, they've kept Definitely. that going, but it was just amazing how it just drove so well in the snow. Gable even to attest to that. You know, it was just a great car. Yep. I mean, that's where we all started, and it's what's started everything and just you know you look at it and you compare that to the f56 and the f56 is grown on us by now but it's still it's just not the it's not the the cool classic look of the r50 you know there's a i, yeah. I, I follow somebody on instagram who still has a, a chili red and white top r50 and it's just completely choice and just super cherry and he pulls it out and washes it and take pictures of it and puts it back in his garage just to show it off on instagram it's so nice it's just like yeah yeah that's okay Mm-hmm. So for those of you out there still rocking the R50s, go go you and the R53s, go you. Yeah, I'm hold my glass up to you. Cheers. Cheers. There. Nice, nice. The new GP. So, uh, the new GP is cool, I guess, but I just don't. I, I guess it's out and people are driving it, but I I don't know. We'll talk more about the GP next time we get Gabe on, because um, I, I honestly I just can't be bothered. <laughs> I just, I just don't care. I didn't even know it was out out yet. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's out out. It's, it's on Instagram. I've seen it. Oh yeah. See, I'm not. I'm not living life online anymore because I'm working hardcore. But uh, yeah, it. Uh, I knew it was close, but I, I didn't know exactly when it was supposed to be out yet. Yeah. Well, I think we get Gabe. Let me see if we can add Gabe. For- so, Gabe, Chad and I just spent, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes talking about the awesomeness that was the first-generation Mini Coopers. And I understand that you, you really oh, wanted man. to get in get in on some of this. So, yes. So, our but, thoughts, uh, yeah. we but, still think, again, Chad still thinks, we, we like all Minis, of course, but we still think that the first-generation Minis, I'm partial to the R50 myself, Chad's a little bit partial to the R50 yeah. also, we still think that that's the best Mini so far. The best modern Mini. <clears throat> so, here's... Here's my here's my dream lineup. Yeah. If if they could have somehow made a new R50 <sighs> with somehow like a new engine, maybe like they'd tweak it a little bit. 
like just Basically a little bit more size. grunt out of the three cylinder, like just get same it to like weight. just a little bit. Same weight. Yeah. yeah. Throw the three cylinder. That's fine. Right. Make it like, you know, but same size, same weight. And then the F fifty six, ladies and gentlemen, is just the larger one. That would have been so because, rad. You know, you could make the five door or whatever. Anyway, I love it. I miss it and I was thinking about it recently. Because Gabe's first Mini, uh, I think about mine all the time. Gabe's first Mini also was an R50. Yes, it was an R50. My second was an R53. That's right. You know, I think about it. um, That car was when it was sold, basically a classic car. It felt like a classic (laughs) car. You know, like it drove. Yeah. It drove with like more feel and attitude than almost anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, ever, yeah. and certainly not anything like a modern car. No. And so when that ended, you know, there was a there was a new car. It was fine. It was better in a lot of ways, and then it wasn't better at all. <laughs> and then right. Then now there's even a newer car that's better, and yada yada yada. But there's this rawness. There's this sort of you know basically imperfection that made that car so perfect. Yes, but it was the but it was an imperfection that wasn't. It wasn't like problematic. It didn't cause any problems. It didn't cause any issues. It was just, yeah. It just wasn't perfect. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess to that point, you know, it wasn't like tragically flawed, <laughs> like like, a, like a, you know another generation. I mean, right. I think that's the you know, it's like it was pretty solid. I mean, you know, it was a Chrysler four cylinder. Yep. Chat can talk about this more than I can. It was, yeah, had an engine out of a Dodge. It rusted out the door sills, but you know what? What, you know, what English car doesn't, I guess. And then, uh, it was faster on the track than about the, it was faster on the track than just about anything. I would take mine to the track. I could keep up with anything on a track, on a road course. Well, well, I'll I'll say this I did a a fair amount of track driving that car. The F56 was definitely faster, like quite faster. Sure. But you, I'll tell you, you kind of don't care. Like nope. in the R50 or R53, you know, like the the noise it's making, the feeling you get, and like you know the 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 interaction and like the interactivity you have with that car. Like you, you don't care how fast you're going. Right. I mean, it's you're going you're going fast enough. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. Yes, exactly. Chad said it best: is you could drive a slow. You have to when you drive an R50, it's the the art of driving a slow car fast. You become a better driver overall because of it. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And then there's the appearance, right, Gabe? Yeah, it's great. I, I think the thing is that car stands up in every possible way except for one thing. Mm-hmm. Controversial. Uh oh. The belt line is too low. Belt line on the R fifty and the on the first generation cars, I would have to agree, is a little bit low, especially if you, like I'm looking at a picture of Roxy right now and a picture of Todd's JCW. Right, and the belt line on the F with car. our current, yeah, the way our current eyes work with these new cars, yeah, just feels a little low. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, it's it's amazing. Yeah. And you put some big wheels on it, and you forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you and the big wheels, but yeah, exactly. I still like the five stars, but that's just because I like five stars. The five stars, uh, my favorite of all time. The bridge spoke. Bridge spoke still the best. I just saw a pair of those go for sale 16s. on. I saw a pair, of the, a set of those going for sale on Facebook recently. Nobody, they had no idea what they had. 
And it's just like, if I had the money, I would have bought them and put them on the really? register. So it's funny. I'm going to buy my friend's uh, parcel shelf. He doesn't want it. He's you, like, you know, somebody's got a like parcel. 50 bucks for it. He's got a parcel shelf. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm buying it because I figure at some point I'm going to have another one of those cars. You're going to have an R50 or an R53 again. Yeah, I'm just going to collect them. All right. I mean, in the front yard or the backyard, I don't know. Somewhere. But parked on the street. I saw an R50 recently, a 2005. I was telling Chad, uh, 2005 R50 um, on Facebook or Craigslist or OfferUp or something. It was like $4,500. Had 100,000 miles on it. It was like brand new. Should have got it. I miss that car every day. I mean, I love the Roadster. Don't get me wrong when I drive it. Um, I, I love that car. It's a great car. For the R for an R car, it's nice for an R fifty six or the R fifty nine. It's nice, but the R fifty three though, man, just I don't know. It was just better. Gabe, thanks for the few minutes to join us and tell us how much better the R fifty was than any other car ever built on the planet ever, even Porsche. Uh, you, you know, I have an entire article written on 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 uh, Motorfile about the R fifty being the best, most purely designed Mini of all time. I can't and I wait. Just, I can't wait I till it gets published, it. and we'll have to talk about that again in more yeah. detail when we have time. I think I wrote it five years ago. All right, see you all guys. Right. Thanks, Gabe. <laughs> Good night. Um, let's talk more about car stuff. Let's remind you guys about our other fine sponsor here underneath the white roof, uh, our boys over at Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com. Go over there and check them out while you've got cars in the driveway. You're doing work on them. The nice thing about Craven Speed is it's not just Mini Cooper parts, right? You get Mini Cooper parts to be created from Craven Speed. You've already done that. You've got all the good Craven Speed parts on your car. Now go check your wife's car, your daughter's car, your husband's car, your girlfriend's car. Your kids' cars. Go see what brand they've got. Go over to Craven Speed. At the very least, you can get them a Gemini phone mount. So they don't have to be an animal and hold their phone while they drive in their car. Right? You can get them uh, shorty antennas. All this really cool stuff. All you have to do is select the make, select the model, select the model year to find out what Craven Speed makes for your car. Or, you know, it's really, really rad. Of course, if you've got the Mini Cooper and you're new, because I don't know, you haven't listened to the show in a long time, you're going to click over and you're just going to choose Mini. And you're going to say, oh, we're going to choose Mini Cooper. And we're going to say R50. <laughs> Let's go see what Craven's got for the R50. You know what you want for the R50 is you want the Craven Speed Short Shift Kit for sure. So you can go over, you get the Short Shift Kit, um, Rear Wiper Delete, um, all kinds of stuff. GoPro mount. Uh, now I'm distracted. Shift knobs um, and all that kind of stuff. If you get an R53, of course, you're going to want to get the pulley from Craven Speed as well. I want you to click over CravenSpeed.com. Check them all out. If you place an order of Craven, this is a really cool part. Make sure you leave a message there that says, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, are boys over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. Perfect. Perfect. As we mentioned before, okay, okay, we've gushed about the R50. It's out of my system, I think, mostly. I've got pictures. Never. 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 You're right, Chad. Never. I suffer from, um, I suffer from a condition because I'm a bicycle enthusiast. I suffer from a condition. Brian Dallas could uh, corroborate with this. Uh, it's called N plus one, where N is how many you currently have. And then obviously plus one. There's always room for one more. And I am so close to that with minis. So close to that. If I if I needed a second car, I would love to have an R50 again. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, we have to go on. Uh, Chad and I also want to talk about cars. We're going to talk about cars. I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I've drive. I've I was driving 
uh, I'll tell you how I was driving. I drive uh, 20 miles a day, three times a week, 120, so 150 miles a week is what I used to drive um, up until the craziness started. And I went from driving 150 miles a week to driving 10 or 15 miles a week. If that exactly right, it's actually been less this week. I'm going to end up driving like five miles. Maybe last week. I think I didn't drive at all. My car didn't drive at all or drove like two miles. So, um, and someone made a comment and I forgot who it was. And, it, and if it was you, thanks for the comment on Instagram about, um, we should talk to Chad about what could happen sitting, leaving your car sitting with no fuel in the tank for example. And what kind of stuff should we be doing now that we're not using our cars as often? We're not driving it for an hour a day. What kind of things do we need to look at and take care of, Chad? Well, there's there's so many things to, to cover, and, I, and I'm going to just kind of spew all of this kind of out because it kind of relates back to a storage thing, and then we can kind of talk about all of this. But, like, if your car doesn't have any gas in it right now, you should go fill up. Why? Because A, it gets you out of the house for a second, at least, if nothing. But be safe. You know, wear some gloves because you should always wear gloves when you're filling gas anyways. But wear some gloves, wear a mask, stay away from people, don't do anything you're not supposed to do. Fill up with the gas because A, it's cheap. Yeah. And B, you need to put fresh gas in your car. Okay. Gas only lasts so long. And there are some people that say, hey, two, three months. And there's some people that say six months. I'm not here to argue that point, but yes, gas does have a expiration date per se at some point. So, Don, you haven't driven your car a lot. Maybe it's got a quarter tank right now. You should put a full tank of gas in that car right now because, yeah, you haven't really driven it since March and you've used all of that old gas. So okay. now you're going to fill it with three quarters of a tank of, of fresh gas. Yeah. And that will mix with that little bit of old gas and it's going to be just fine. But if you if you haven't driven your car in three months and it's got a full tank of gas, that gas is going to kind of be a little bit stale. So what does that mean? Your car is going to start. It's going to do what it should. But don't just go out and beat on this car like a raped ape and just be like, hey, it's going to perform. It's going to do what it want. It will. But you could possibly do damage to the engine because the gas is not doing exactly what it should be doing. More so. like do uh, four hours on the freeway at a steady speed just to burn the fuel off. Don't do anything crazy. Yes. Just to get rid of that Exactly. Fuel. It's going to drive. It's going to do what it wants to do. But, yes, you want to be careful. You don't want to be like, hey, I got a track day tomorrow and this fuel has been in here for four months. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. You know, you don't you, you don't want to do that. Okay. So yeah, put some fresh gas in there when you can. If you know that, hey, I'm gonna be furloughed for indefinite and there's a full tank of gas in there, put some stable in there. Stable really works oh, well. Okay. It, it 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 works great for gas. It yeah. um works well for the stabilization of it, it keeps the octane up, all of those things. Um and it's cheap. And okay. you may not have some, but you could get some uh, very easily. A lot of places are delivering. You can get it on Amazon. Um, may take a little longer, but it'll get here. Um, you can even get some from your local parts store, which is probably pretty empty right now. But again, you know, make sure you keep yourself safe. Yeah. yeah so yeah. put some st- put some stable in there. It will help work really, really well. That's S T A B I L. Feels you who are wondering. Yes. And that's what we put in all of our cars that we store every year when they come in with a full tank of gas and we put that stable in there um, before they are put away on a battery tender 
to make sure that they're stable and good for you know the rest of the year. We never have problems after using it. Oh, okay. So I just said, put your car on a charger. So yeah. okay. So Don, you're driving your car a little bit, but your not, car, I'm especially, not driving, I'm not driving it enough. I know I'm not driving it enough to get any serious juice into the battery because there's been a couple of times where I've just sat parked waiting for a curbside service thing to happen, and I had the music on. And after maybe a minute, I got the low battery warning light already. And I went, oh, crap. Okay. Right. Exactly. So all of these Gen 2 owners, that's the R56, R55, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61 cars. Right. Those are all very battery dependent. Okay. They're doing things that you don't even know they're doing when you let that car sit for a day and a half or after 15 minutes of driving or after an hour and a half of driving. All of those things, the car is venting things, it's opening things, it's doing stuff that you don't even know. That takes power. Right. Okay. So your car has been driven for four miles and it comes back and it does nothing for a week. A week, And then yeah. you drive it for four miles and then you come back and you do nothing for again for a week. Yes. That battery is low. Right. Every time you start a battery, it needs 20 minutes to charge to bring it back up to the point of where you started it from. So oh, you, yeah, okay. you, you go four miles. It's not 20 minutes of driving. No. You also are waiting for a week, and that car battery is doing things that, you know, like, oh, I vented the gas, I did this, I did that, all the stuff that the EPA wants. Your battery is draining itself. There are going to be quite a few people um, after everyone's like, hey, you need to go back to work and, you know, stuff like this. They're going to be like, oh, my battery's dead. You know, what's going on? Why can't I get to work? i got to get to work tomorrow. It's the first day. Well, your car's been sitting for four months. Yeah. You haven't driven it, but you know almost nothing. Not everybody has a battery charger. Not everybody has all of these things. But you may have to go out and start your battery and or jumpstart it and let that car just sit and idle for a while. Yeah, That's the, the easiest, most efficient way of making sure your car is going to start later on. Yes. Now, given, um, you know, it's bad for the ozone. It's all these things. But... If nothing else, it works. Okay. Yeah. So if you so, can put your car on a charge or charge the battery up, make sure that it's up there. Um, borrow one from your neighbor if they've got it. You know, there so, are ways of charging the battery, but if you have to start it up. So Chad, I actually have a battery charger, not a tender, just a charger. Now I know tender is more like a trickle charge, right? You can really control how yes. much juice gets into the battery. It's more for like a long-term storage thing to keep that battery in almost new condition. Um, I've got a battery charger. Now, should I not use the battery charger if my car still starts? Or should I maybe think about putting the battery charger on like overnight one night just to kind of boost it back up again? Or should I just take it out yeah. for a half an hour drive? Well, either or. I mean, a half-hour drive would be good, but they are saying, hey, limit your driving, do what you can, because you true. obviously don't want to overtax the the uh, the emergency systems. But, yeah. yes, I mean, if you've got a charger, yes, put it on there for a little bit. And, it, you know, there's a lot of uh, things with chargers, chargers, tenders, you know, all these things. Tenders usually tend to only uh, charge a battery from the point they were at up. You know, they won't charge a battery it keeps it maintained at the level it was at, at. the level so, it was at yeah yeah, um, yeah. right so we use a, a very inefficient 
uh, or a very efficient, um, very cheap battery uh, tender from Harbor Freight. It's $9, but it's a, it's what they call a float charger. Okay. That float charger keeps your battery at where it's at. Um, but when we put cars away, we use our really expensive battery charger to bring the battery up to full charge, and then we put the tender on it, then you put it on the charger, uh, yeah. or the float charger to, to keep it at where it's supposed to be. Right. Now, again, it's $9. It's perfect. It's a great price for what we need to do with everything, but it doesn't actually charge the battery. Now, if you have what they call a battery tender, um, and again, you probably have seen the battery tender logo and things like that, that will actually charge the thing up and keep it at the level of where it's supposed to be, and it's fully automatic. Oh, okay? nice. Okay. So when you're, when you're saying you have a battery charger, Okay, yes, it's probably going to have some type of automatic systems to it, but it's going to have variable voltage and things like that that will allow you to charge the battery at, say, a 2-amp or a 6-amp or a 12-amp or a really low amp. And those will all kind of tell you, like, hey, this is a trickle charge or this is a low amperage or this is a I-need-to-start-the-car amperage type of thing. And you really can't go wrong per se okay in some of the aspects so you know you hook it up and you plug it in and and you you know yeah maybe you only charge it for four hours it's going to be much better than what it was some some battery charges will automatically turn off some won't some will automatically go back to a trickle charge some won't um but you gotta kind of you know there will be gauges there'll be a lot of things but like Put it on for something. You do what you feel is comfortable. Okay. Um, real realistically, even if you put it on for a high amperage for a long term, you probably won't have any problems. You know, unless the battery is already really charged and it starts to overcharge it or something like that. But most things have some type of safeguard in place that will allow it to do it. But maybe, you know, we all have smartphones. Be like, hey, Saturday afternoon, I'm going to put the battery charger on there for four hours. You know what? That's a great idea. Uh, set your timer on your phone. Four hours go off. Okay, I'm going to pull it off. I'm done. That's right. all I need. You know, and four hours on the Saturday, every other Saturday, and or every Saturday, uh, and you're going to be good. You'll just be fine. You know, so. Um, but those are going to be the important things that you want to do before – all of this stuff be like, hey, I got to go back to work. I got to go tomorrow. My battery's dead. Oh, crap. You know, I make sure that you're maintaining it. And this goes for any card, yeah. not necessarily minis per se. Okay? Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to link up that uh, the the Centec uh, automatic float charger. Sure as God, middle and green apples. That's available at Harbor Freight for 10 bucks. <laughs> and but there's two. Yep. So if yeah, you do a search yeah, for it, we- you get the wrong one. That one's twenty two dollars. This one's ten dollars. That's the one you're going to want to get. Yeah, that's what we use, per, you know, at the shop all the time for yeah. cars. I mean, I leave uh, my muscle car on it all the time. I have a really expensive Braille battery charger for my, my race car. Um, any cars that we're not using over a period of time that needs a battery, we use one of those. And we quickly charge it up to make sure that it's full, but then we just clip that thing on, and it's really cheap. It's really easy. Uh, you plug it into the wall. It's done. Nice. And it's a, it's a great item. So um, that's the nice, inexpensive way. You just have to realize that it only takes it and it keeps the charge at what it was at versus what it could be fully. And that's the difference between charging it 
you know, long-term storage versus charging it saying, Hey, I need to get going type of thing. So, yeah. um, Chad, two more, but, two more things. Let's cover really quick. So, um, yeah, go ahead. let's talk because I know these will hopefully be short. Let's talk a little bit about what happens to the oil in the crankcase. Is it okay? Um, I've had my car parked. I've driven, you know, uh, since March, I've driven 30 miles. So I don't think I'm going to hit 5,000 miles on my next oil change. So at which point I want to go to a year. Would that sound about right to, for the oil in my crankcase? If I'm not getting yeah, hit that 5,000 miles, it's go, oh, 12, it's been 12 months since my last oil change. I'm going to change my oil even though I've only got 3,000 miles on my car. Yeah, that's not that's not a problem. I mean, you can go 5,000 miles of actual miles on any of this oil, and if you don't get it within that year, you're going to be fine. I mean, yes, theoretically, you want to change this oil as often as you can, sure. but as long as it's full and you're you're doing what you should, again, maybe you haven't driven your car for a month. The first time you start it, don't don't just rev it or or what we call around the the shop piss rev it. Hmm. Uh, you know, just start it up. Let the car do what it wants to and yeah. wait 30 seconds to a minute to, to two, three minutes until you really start driving it hard or even like rev it up a couple times. Let that idle do its thing. The car knows exactly what it wants to do with its oil as okay. long as you have full oil in there. Got it. Now, with that being said, um, you know, if you're storing your car, it's always best to store it with fresh oil than old oil because obviously. all of those contaminants are in oil. But obviously this whole pandemic thing, we didn't really have the choice to be like, you know what? I'm going to change the oil because I don't really know when this is going to end. Hey, right. it doesn't matter. You've got oil in the car. Start it up. Let us do his thing. You're fine. Yeah, I was lucky I had an oil change right before. Um, and then my last question uh, concerning the car just sitting for a long period of time is, are our tires are going to be okay? Do we Should we drive our cars around the block just to make sure they don't square out or something? Should we put our car on jacks? Uh, or should we not worry about it because tires will be I, fine for up to six months or a year or whatever? Yeah, overall, the tires are going to be fine is a quick, short answer. But okay. um, yeah, a quick you know, around the block. Hey, that's going to be fine. That that lubricates everything within the car. All of the axles, the wheel bearings, everything. It moves things around. It it gets the oil hot. It gets the car hot. It allows things to expand and contract the way that it should, and it makes the tires feel. But modern day tires are not going to flat spot the way the old bias ply tires used to. And you know, <laughs> even in nineties, you know, technology and stuff, you you really don't have flat spotting problems like you used to uh -huh. way back in the day nowadays except in long terms so yeah uh a you know a two-month storage you might have a small flat spot but that flat spot is going to uh get rid of itself very quickly you're not really going to notice it Overall, especially with a good name brand tire. Now you've got some cheap China tire that's not really <laughs> ideal. You know, you might experience it a little bit more, but it's not going to be like the old tires where you're like, wow, man, I can feel that flat spot. It's just out of balance. It's horrible. You know, tire technology has really stepped up a long way in what it used to be. So, and most of us are keeping our cars clean. You yeah. didn't put your car away after it just mud bogged itself. And you know, it, all that, you know, the dirt is sucked all the oils out of the tires. So overall, you're going to be fine. Um, definitely check your tire pressures. Again, uh, we started this uh, pandemic in March and now it's May for a lot of people. So oh, that yeah. could be a 20, 20 temperature uh, difference. Oh, yeah, at least um, maybe more. Except in Michigan, where we are still in 
Arctic temperatures and Zeke is still getting snow. Zeke is still um, getting snow. But, is he really? Uh, oh my god! Sneak got Zeke got snow last week, if I do remember correctly. That's insane. Uh, in fact, he posted today. He goes, "Yeah, I live in the north." So, um, <laughs> yeah, check check your tire pressures because temperature does affect them no matter what happens. So, um, we're actually supposed to be in the 80s, which I'm really, really you know, hoping for. And Don's like, yeah, we're in the hundred and twenties already. It's a, so it's a hundred degrees in Phoenix. It's, it's, it's May. It's, uh, you know, late spring in Arizona. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a hundred degrees. We love it here. Uh, Chad, that was all yeah. great information. So, and we really appreciate that. That was so awesome. Thank you so much. How much do you, do? how much do you guys appreciate that? You know how much you guys appreciate that? You appreciate it enough. You're going to click over to DetroitTune.com. You're going to find yourself something nice. Maybe you need a Space Saver Spare. Maybe you need one of those fancy Space Saver Spare bags. Maybe you just need God knows what. Go over to Detroit Tune. Chad carries everything. You want to know a cool cool trick? Go over to Craven Speed. Find something awesome that you want. Then go over to Detroit Tune and have Chad put the order in for you. Kill two birds with one stone. Boom and boom. DetroitTune.com. And if you're you know within 10 hours of driving to Detroit anyways, your shop. Just get it done. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate it. Love you, man. Um, Chad, we're done. That was it. Just a short show. We don't have everybody to talk to. Talked to Gabe for a minute. That was nice. Talked about our fifties for a minute. We that was nice. Talked about cars for a minute. That was nice. Did you have anything else? No, I'm 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 good. I I, I actually like a good short show that's like to the point and you know, um, you know, everybody here at uh, Detroit Tune hopes everybody is staying safe and is healthy. Um, we do know some people that have uh, passed on, and and we hope that uh, they have uh, come to you know their you know their their point of their life. They're like, you know what, I'm okay with this. This is good, and uh, you know we are all getting better and moving forward with our lives. So you know we uh, beautiful go team. Go, go team. <laughs> awesome. Uh, a couple things really quick before we close out and do a, a bit of business. Thanks for, again for visiting our sponsors. We appreciate that. For those of you who are just being nice and not knowing what the FDB is doing, White Refrio currently is broken. I know this. Um, MotoringFile.com also is broken. If you're trying to view it over an HTTPS connection, those are both will be addressed hopefully by the time you hear the sound of my voice by the time the show actually goes live. And then second of all, I want to ask you guys a favor. And this is going to be a huge favor, and I've been really struggling with this lately. Um, so we got the Patreon going on and everything, and and we haven't been making a lot of shows lately. We've just been terribly busy, and that's fine. But one of the things that I really miss is feedback from you guys. Any kind of feedback. I don't get it. If uh, You guys can leave reviews and on iTunes all you want and stars, and that's great, and that's awesome. But you know what really helps us? is the feedback. What really helps us is when you share episodes of White Roof Radio to your listeners or to your friends. Uh, you know, you see a, a post on Twitter and you go, oh, I'm going to retweet that to my Twitter friends. Or you see uh, there's an episode on uh, that we posted on Facebook that you really appreciated, you really liked. And then you share that back. You share it to, you know, either your friends or within your mini club or anything like that. That is something that I really wish you guys would do more of. And if you guys really like our content, I would appreciate it if you did that. If... You struggle with wanting to share our content, I would very much like you to let us know. You can use contact form of White Refredo, make it anonymous. You can make a fake Twitter account and chat me up on Twitter. Whatever you want to do. It could be anonymous, it could be not. Just send us an email, feedbackwirefredo.com. Let us know what need isn't being met. Got it? Got it? Good. 
Bitch. Yes. Motoringstripes.com. Last thing. Motoringstripes.com. We want to make sure we're keeping Chad busy. Check. We want Todd to be busy, too. I think you guys are doing a pretty good job with that, but could be better. Um, you want to put stripes on your car? Just go to Motoring Stripes. Chad's, uh, Todd's going to make it for you. Do you want your air conditioning to work this summer? And you have a sunroof, that ridiculously huge sunroof on your Mini Cooper with the stupid net for a cover? Do you want your AC to work this summer? Gang, just go over to Motoring Stripes for 100 bucks. Todd's going to sell you a big piece of vinyl that goes exactly over that space. And your sun is still going to work, but you're going to lose the, the sun coming in, which is nice because it makes your air conditioning work. It's why your radio sunroof delete kit. It's awesome. You want that. Motoringstripes.com. Thank you very much. Chad, last time. Anything else? Oh, we're good. Beautiful. Thanks, everybody, again, for sticking around. We really appreciate it. If there's anything we could do for you, of course, let us know. I hope you're all staying safe and all the things. But this is the part of the show where I like to make that funny clicking sound. Uh, and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Till next time, gang. This is DB. I'm done. See ya.